Welcome everybody to Carla's Coffee House and uh, it is Sunday evening Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there and the grandmothers and the adopted mothers and just, you know, spread the love, spread the cheer. And if you're missing your mother right now, um, my heart goes out to you and I, I hope that uh, there's somebody in your life that, that can bring you that kind of love like your moms do all right we got a special guest coming on the air tonight we have got mr wayne schnare from the wolf's den and the wolf's den of course is a radio show out of nova scotia and they have been on hgb canada for quite some time now so we're going to have wayne here tonight to talk to me and i am turkey tired because you know what turkey you know turkey is such an odd thing right you know, you eat it. It's supposed to be really good for you. It's like full of protein. You know, it's easy on the cholesterol. All the stuff they tell you. But it, it, it puts you into this weird coma kind of place that you can't talk right. Your limbs don't work right. You start going gobble, 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 gobble. You know, it's just weird. I don't know. So on that note, let's give you some happy dancing. Uh, here's a song from Free to Grow. And we're going to give Wayne a call. I hope you stick around for the show tonight. We're going to have a good time.
That was the Happy Dance by Free to Grow from Fredericton, New Brunswick. And we are ready. We're going to give Wayne a call right now. Let's see here. We'll get it on speaker. And one ringy dingy. Two ringy dingies. Hello. Hello, Mr. Wayne. How are you? Good, Carla. How are you? Can you hear me okay, honey? Yes, I can hear you great. Excellent, because I'd like to leave it on speaker if I can. Yes, absolutely. I've got it on speaker as well. No Excellent. kidding. I've got 50 people here that want to hear both sides, so. <laughs> right on, <laughs> right on. Okay, I'm well, my wife wants to hear, though, so how are you, darling? I am very well. How are you? I, if I was any better, I'd be twins, my love. <laughs> 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 well, I was just telling the listeners that uh, you're the host of The Wolf's Den, and uh, where is it exactly that you guys broadcast out of Nova Scotia? Lower Sackville. Lower Sackville. That's a little yep. handy to uh, Halifax, isn't it? Yeah, about 12, about 12 miles outside of town. So you, you must be able to grab a lot of pretty cool acts that are coming through. Yes, big time. Yeah, um... We we showcase maritime talent. Um, we do a lot of stuff here in Nova Scotia, obviously, and in the metro area because it's convenient and easy. They can get to either. We have two studios. We 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 do the radio show um, out of CIOE ninety seven point five, and one day a week we have studio time there, and then one night a week we actually go to my producer Jim Womble J W Jones. We go to his place and we have a room, um, he had an apartment in the basement and we have that converted into a studio. So we have speakers, we have microphones hanging from the ceiling, um, we have instruments there ready for people, we have video, we have audio. Um, so we bring in artists, we talk to them about their music, um, we showcase their newest or latest music that they have and, um, and then we try to get them to do a couple of live songs. And then from there, um, we take and we air that show. And then usually a couple of weeks later, we'll take the whole CD and we'll put it in for the Atlantic Indie Show, which is basically no talking, just great music from all over Atlantic Canada, not just the Maritimes, but Atlantic Canada. Um, look, we don't care if you have a CD, if you've only got one or two songs, that's fine. We'll put that in with somebody else and we'll make a show out of it. Our thing is is that there is so much talent on the east coast of Canada, in the Atlantic provinces, that's not getting recognized because they don't have the money to go out and to produce a big fancy CD. And even when they do these days, most people, their attention spans not a CD, it's a song or two. Mm -hmm. So... You know, so what we're trying to do is, is give as much exposure to as many artists as we can, regardless of where they sit on the pecking order of all of these organizations that do what they do. What we do is showcase Atlantic talent. And just so that listeners know that uh, are listening in from other countries, when we speak of Atlantic Canada, um, there, there's, a little, there's a little trick to this, folks. Um, it's on the eastern side of Canada. And uh, when we say Maritimes, that really just includes PEI, Nova Scotia, and New Brunswick. When we say right. Atlantic Canada, uh, that also includes Newfoundland. 
Um, that's just because Newfoundland came into the Confederation later on in the game, and they're they're the new, pretty much the newest province, not territory, but province in Canada. So if you hear that differentiation with artists from uh, Canada, that they're Atlantic Canadian or they're Maritimes, um, that's where that comes from. So just to you know, kind of help you along a little bit, it's all the same region of Canada, basically. Yeah, and that's an unfortunate situation that we have to call one one thing and one another. Yeah. Um, I just call it amazing talent from from the eastern end of Canada. Exactly, and that's true. And then, of course, Wayne, Wayne, the other problem is, if it, depending on where you are in Canada, if you say eastern Canada, you're actually talking about Ontario, Quebec, and the Atlantic provinces. <laughs> Tell me about it. I was 17 and moved to Saskatchewan and told everybody I was from eastern Canada. And I wasn't really well liked. And one day a guy came to me and he said, hey, Blue Nose. And I said, what? He said, stop telling people you're from eastern Canada. They think you're from Ontario. He said, tell them you're from the Maritimes. He said, you'll get a whole lot better reception. <laughs> and I started doing it. And by golly, he wasn't wrong at all. Once I told him I was from the Maritimes, everything changed. I know, isn't it wild? <laughs> it's just... Well, they had bumper stickers when I went out there that said, freeze you eastern bastards in the dark. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, like, I was a little bit afraid to tell them where I was from, period. <laughs> That's us. Us Canadians, we're so, we're so polite with others, but we really love to hate each other, don't we? <laughs> oh, I tell you what, you know, everybody thinks, oh, we're so nice and friendly, but, you know, you get us in a room and the east hates the west and the west hates the east and you know the, the the big sad part of it is is the western part of canada gets down on eastern canada but they forget um calgary and the oil sands and all that the only reason that they're even theirs is on the backs and the blood of nova scotians new brunswickers newfoundlanders pei people k bretners yeah we need the west oh i just love that you said that way and i'm so happy you said that and we got it I know on the record. I'm going to get hate mail, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth of it. I mean, read the history books, people. And now, Wayne, how did you get into this? Like, how did the Wolf's Den even get created in the first place? I know you have a love for music, but you've done other things. Where did the Wolf's Den actually get birthed out of? You know, I guess, Carla, what we need to do is, is I need to go back a bit and I need to give you a little bit of history. I grew up in Halifax in the 70s and the 60s. And in the area that I grew up in, in the city, there was a lot of music. And as a very young child, I, I, there was no music in my house. My grandmother wouldn't have it. And I went to a natal day concert and I heard um, everyday people, and I heard a bunch of people down at Black Rock Beach, and I had never heard live music before, and I was enthralled. And later, I went to the forum, and I seen a band called Beowulf, and a band called Snake Eye. And my love for live music started there. I started working as a, as a teenager, as a roadie, with a friend of mine's band that I went to school with. And I've always had a love for music and I always wanted to sing and I've always been too afraid to. Come forward 25 or 30 years, I, in the early 2000s, I had a major breakdown and um, I was ready to check out. And in 2005, I was pretty much out of here. And by 2009, I was back on track and we started going to music festivals one in particular, the Kemp Shore. 
and they had a um, they had an MC that was a bluegrass lady, and she was getting just overwhelmed by the new talent, and she didn't know it, and she decided to step back. And I knew the owner, and just out of the blue, I had been doing. I had started talking about mental health and my struggles and my journey. And I said to the to the guy, I said, "Listen, I don't have any problem being in front of of crowds. So if you ever need an MC, let me know." And the next year, he took me up on it, and I became an MC at the the um, acoustic festival, the the Music Maritime Acoustic Festival at, at the Kemp Shore, and that that put me in front of thousands of people. And one day a guy came up and said he wanted to interview Ross Nielsen for his radio show. And I asked him where his radio show was, and he said Lower Sackville. And I said, excuse me, I live in Lower Sackville. Where is that station? And he told me, and I said, buddy, I could spit on that from my house. And I drive by it every day, and I didn't know it was there. So people have always told me that I've got a face for radio. So I thought I would go in there and see if I could do some commercials. And I went in there with the under the auspice of doing commercials and nothing more. And the two gentlemen that interviewed me, Jim Robson, who used to be the head of the CRTC, said to me, you don't have the voice for commercials. Well, I could have slid out under the door, no problem. I, I just, I, I was floored. But in the same breath, he said, but you have an amazing radio voice. And he said, you should be doing shows. And would you consider doing a show, interviewing the maritime artists that you meet at festivals? And I was floored. I, not in my wildest dreams, did I think it would happen. And we said, yes, that was in September and in January, of the next year the show started and the first year we would tape on Thursdays and have a show on Monday and when the show was over on Monday I would pray to the music gods that I would have a bum in the seat on Thursday to interview for the next show I don't have that problem anymore thankfully now it's it's more of oh my goodness who do who, who do I ask this week because I've got such a big list but I've been very blessed. The music community has accepted me and um, has welcomed me in and made me feel like one of theirs. And um, I'm doing something at 59 that I probably should have been doing my whole life, but probably wouldn't have been anywhere as near as rewarding as it is now. Wow, that's 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 like that's like an epiphany almost, isn't it? Like just going through so much and then just suddenly it's like uh it it walks into your life it's not like you walked into it but it, it walked into you exactly and you know and i and i lived my whole life um feeling worthless and useless and of no use to anybody and um now um we just came from the uh frank mckay uh celebration of life and um i'm I'm very emotional because it was a very emotional day, but um, to be with those people and and um, to be accepted by them, um, I wouldn't say that I'm one of their own because I've got a long way to go to be that, but just to be recognized.
recognized as somebody that um, you know that that they recognize loves what they do and has a great amount of respect for it. And I'm very humbled and I'm very blessed that I get to um, MC as many events as I do and to get to meet and to talk to the people that I do, the musicians in this end of the country and the musicians that I've met from all over the world are just second, second to none when it comes to people. They're all awesome, awesome people. That's what I'm finding too, Wayne, tell you the truth, is uh, that's why I love to do this show, is uh, the more artists I meet, the more I love artists, because they bring such a world of experience to, to, to their craft. And I never have a show that I don't walk away a changed person. Do you feel like that when you're done interviewing? When I'm done interviewing or when I'm done, um, on Friday night we did a um, Rock for Mental Health um, uh, Goes Blues benefit for the Nova Scotia Mental Health Foundation. And we had Shirley Jackson and her Good Rock and Daddies. We had a band called Ramped. We had Christine uh, Campbell and her band. And we had Mr. Kevin Fletcher and and his band. And I'm so humbled to be in the presence of such talent and such giving people. I mean, musicians have got to be the most giving people I have ever met in my life. And, you know, Carla, we all have to find our tribe. Yeah. And, and my tribe um, are like gypsies. They follow music festivals around and they follow musicians around. And um, I'm never more alive than when I'm around music and musicians. Um, I can honestly say that music really and truly did give me back my life. I, I, I believe that completely. It's a very powerful powerful thing and in the right hands and in the right heart it can be a powerful healer um wayne i want to ask you this um with the mental health you know the issues and stuff um do you find that there's a lot of artists that i know there was a study that came out with it i think music nb actually put it out not too long ago maybe last fall um that a lot of actual maritime musicians are experiencing like high forms of depression, like it's it's quite significant in uh, the artist population. Now, do you find that when in your conversations, when you have guests in and talking to them, that that they mention that sort of thing? Almost every musician that you will meet will tell you about the inner struggles that they have. You know, artists artists are are a different kind of breed of people. Um, you know, I, I always say there's two types of people that play music. There's musicians and there's artists. And I might get some flack for this and that's fine. It's my opinion and I'm going to stick with it. Um, it's my story and I'll keep it. Thank you. But I always say that a musician is somebody that learns to play an instrument because they want to learn to play an instrument because they think it would be cool. And they learn to play a guitar or a banjo or whatever they learn, and they can pick it up and they can put it down whenever they want to. An artist has no choice. It is like 
mean by that is if you took a guitar player that could no longer play guitar for some reason, he would find another medium to express his energy because he would have to. There's no choice. They don't have a choice in it. And yes, mental illness in artists, it's it's everywhere. And if you listen to songs, you can you can you can see and hear the anguish and, and the things that these people do and, and, and think about this. It's one thing to be a performer, but to be a songwriter and to take your thoughts, your most innermost feelings that you've put into a song and to get up on stage and to perform that in front of people, to put that on display and to, to allow people to judge not just your work, because sometimes it's not just your work, it's your actual you, it's your feelings, it's what you're trying to say you are. That's got to be, oh man, I'll tell you, I don't think I got enough meds for that. It's very difficult. Um, I know it's difficult for me as an artist, but it's, I, I've talked to other artists as well. Some of them have learned to have that tough outer skin um so that they can you know put their put their art out there that way um and then there's others that cry behind closed doors because um not everybody in the world that loves music is nice um and they're they can be very mean cruel and um you get actually there's some musicians that have trollers or what do you call them trolls there that you know that go on the internet and you know say nasty things just because they can um yeah it's cowards. it's a, it's yeah cowards because it's a really hard thing for artists now before they was a little bit protected you know in the older old olden days i'll call it um yep. but with social media now that's how your art gets out there and anybody can see it and anybody can tear into you for any reason at all and it doesn't necessarily make sense but the artists like you were saying there's they're sensitive to to the work that they put out there and as my grandmother would say, if you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all then. Yeah, keep your mouth shut. Yeah, exactly. Now, you, know, um, you, you know, the thing of it is, there's no bad artists out there. Anybody that can play an instrument, anybody that can, you know, carry a tune, can remember the words, whatever, read off of a, an iPad, whatever. If, you're, if you've got the guts to get up there, and to do it, unless the person that's out there that's criticizing you can get up there and do it beside you. And they don't need to do it better, they just need to do it. If they can't do that, then they need to shut up. Plain and simple. You know, Carla, I could get in front of 100,000 people and introduce you or any band, but I could not. And it's probably one of my one of my biggest regrets in my life is I could not get on stage in front of two people that I didn't know and sing. Wow. Now, do you sing yourself? Do you play instruments and sing? No, my dear. No, no. I um, the closest I get to to performing music is is to get to introduce the excellent excellent musicians that grace the stages that I'm, I'm fortunate enough to MC. Did you ever want to do that? Uh, how many times a day would you like me to tell you? <laughs> 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 you 
you know, I, I, I gotta say, I, I, I was mad at the world. My sister can draw. My brother's a classically trained um, pianist, and can, when he was younger, was just an amazing, well, and still is an amazing singer. And and I never ever felt that I had a gift. And I was always upset because I wanted to be a singer. But you know what? Um, we all do have our gifts, and and I was gifted with a voice that doesn't sound like everybody else's. Well, I guess some one guy, but he's dead now, so I don't know how his voice would sound. Probably not as good as mine does today. <laughs> but I, I I've been told that I sound like somebody, and 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 I and now I embrace and I bless the gift that I have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I would like to sing, yes. Well, I know that, uh, you know, music is, is quite subject subjective, right? And, you know, like, what you like, I might not like. That doesn't mean that the artist isn't good or they don't have talent. It, it's something that's inside of us as listeners, because I'm a fan too. And when something draws me to that, there's something really special, a connection that you don't even have to be near that person and their their words the music that they've chosen to wrap those words up into just seem to reach right through to you and and do something inside you and i find that power of music like we were talking about earlier is phenomenal and it's sad in a way like this is why i love independent music because the commercial side um not doesn't always go that route it it tends to be fluffy it tends to be um you know something that they can put out that sounds good that people can remember the you know two or three lyrics to you know and dance to for a few minutes but it doesn't have any real substance to it and there's nothing wrong with that because we need party music too i mean we we need a whole variety but it's just sad that the industry itself seems to like, you know, try to choke choke everything else off while just keeping one segment, you know, for like to to feed you. And I I know uh, I was I was sitting talking uh, to a parent one time, and you've probably had these conversations, so I wanna I wanna hear what you got to say about this. Um, and they had some views about it, and they were very particular about what their child listened to at a young age. And this was years ago now, but they didn't want them listen to. I hate to mention the big purple dra- a dinosaur, um, but they didn't want their child listening to that type of music. They had them listening to classical. They had them listening to uh, uh, folk because they wanted their child to gain a real empathy instead of a political correctness. <laughs> like, oh, 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 you're kidding. No, I'm not. I'm not kidding at oh. all. But, like, you know, have you met people that have have been that intense about about music and what it... Remember, you know, you, you, you get the old LP, run it backwards, and, you know, the Rolling Stones are giving you a satanic <laughs> message, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the devil's coming to get you, and Jesus hates rock and roll. Um, <laughs> you know, I do run into it. What I run into... I think probably more than anything. I um, I'm a big big fan of young artists. Um, I I think um, the younger you can get somebody involved in music, the better. 
And as far as what kind of music, the kind that comes out of instruments and people's mouths, okay? Genres should not matter. I don't like boxes, and I think that's why I don't like the, let's call it the commercial side of things. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't care if you've got a song that's five minutes and 30 seconds long. I will play it on my show. Okay, our radio station will put it in our regular mix. Okay, we don't follow. That's one thing I can say about the little community station that I work with is is that we don't follow any of the rules. Okay, and I don't follow the rules because for me, you want to start to label things and try to put people in little places. How do you know the kid likes classical music? What if it makes them gag? Yeah. You know, not everybody likes it. Let them listen to what they like. Let them be inspired. Mm. Let, let music move them. You don't, you don't, you know, you can't make people, kids eat vegetables. <laughs> Why? Because their taste buds aren't there. Music is no different. Everybody's taste buds, per se, for music is different. No, we, some of us don't like rap. You know what? Our parents didn't like rock and roll. You know, we, some of us don't understand tattoos and piercings. Our parents didn't understand long hair. You know, every generation has their thing. Let them have it. Let them find their joy of music where they find it. It doesn't matter. As long as music makes them happy, then leave them alone. Wayne, where do you think that comes from, really? What, why do people feel that need to uh, ditz a, a, another genre or whatever? What, where do you think that comes from? I've always wondered about that. Because, like, I like all kinds of music, you know? And it's like, and, but you'll run into somebody, and you'll, it's kind of like hockey. When you say, hey, I'm a, and I am, i got to say, I'll probably get stoned by you, but I, I'm a Montreal Canadiens fan. Oh, Carla, we are dead now. Sorry, i got to go. <laughs> I knew that stone was going to come. And I liked you too. Um, You know what? I think a lot of us take take, um, messages from our parents. I think we take um, lessons from our friends. But I think at the end of the day, um, your body and your soul and your heart will tell you the music that's yours and if you're really really lucky um every time you turn on a different type of music you'll find that your body starts to move and that there's parts of your body that recept to it and and that accept it and 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 that embrace it um music is the universal language i've said it a million times you can take people from all over the world and put them in a room and if they play an instrument, all you need to do is show them what the first chord is. And those people can communicate for hours and never understand a word of each other's language. That is so true. And there is nothing better than getting into a room full of musicians that just start jamming on a hook and something comes out of it and they all follow each other. And like people that aren't musicians, look, I've heard people say before, like, how do they do that? 
I said, yeah. there's a flow. They, they're getting into it. They're almost like they're, if you could see it with spiritual eyes, you'd see that they're, they're like, you know, that their energy is all connecting in. And the, the more they, they hang and do that, the more connection happens. So it gets smoother and it becomes more, you know, it blows me away and I play. <laughs> I'm just like, how does yeah. that happen? You know, no, it's, it's, it's the rhythm. You know, our bodies are, are, are tuned to the rhythm. And once you find the rhythm of those people, and that's what happens as they continue to play, their internal rhythms start, start to mesh and start to meld together. And they just, because they're on the same plane, they're on that same level of where they're at, and they're doing, they're getting the same endorphins as the guy beside them because they're all doing they're in that groove you know yourself when you when you go on stage with somebody that you've never played with okay you've never done a gig with or anything like that and you get into a jam you know you're just sitting around everybody's having fun and somebody sits down beside you with a guitar and they get in the groove and the next thing you know is, is that you're right in that groove with them. And when it's over, you stop and you look at each other and you laugh and you go, wow, yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, Because the energy that comes from one to the other and keeps going back and forth is just incredible. I have a friend that plays the violin. And Carla, if I was completely and totally deaf... I would never miss a note that that lady plays because every note she plays, she plays on her face. You can see it. You can see the love. You can see the joy that she puts into every note. If you're listening, Martha, I love you. But anyhow, it's just, it's just amazing to watch. And when you get a group of people that, and we have a group of friends that they only usually get together once a year. And when they all get together and they start to jam, they don't care what anybody else wants to hear. They don't care if there's anybody else in the room. They are in a world of their own. And to be a part of it is to almost be a part of magic. Absolutely. Absolutely. I so, I so agree with you on that. And I, that's, I guess, why... I'm just looking forward to festival season two. I hope I get to a few. Now, I know you're going to be heading out to some festivals and not in the too far distant future, too. Which, which ones yes, are you going to be I, tackling? I, um, I start my festival season this year in, um, in the third week in June at the uh, Pembroke Blues Festival in Pembroke, Nova Scotia. Um, Darcy Graham and his lovely wife Cassie are the two people that run the place. It's a beautiful old farm and it's a big barn with a great big stage and a huge dance floor and another building next door for jamming at night and um, it's going to be fantastic and then I um, do Smoke and Blues down in Windsor um, the beginning of July. Um, that's a two-day festival. That's fantastic. A whole big pile of talent. And on the same property the same weekend is the Heavy Metal Festival, Maritime Heavy Metal Festival at the other end of the property. Two festivals, one site, two great, two great venues, two great festivals, two awesome, awesome admission prices for both. Then I do, um, 
here I'm doing Bane Fest down in uh, River John in the Tatamagush area. And then I'll be back to um, Embrook for the uh, long weekend in September for the Country Festival there. And that's what I've got booked now, but who knows between now and September what will happen. That's that's pretty full even at that. Yeah, that's a little less than normal, but um, we're getting older, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's going to stop you too much, so. But I do not know at you. all, not at all. Yeah, and it's hard too because you got to balance it out with family responsibilities and whatnot, right? You know, we all got families, and we need to make sure we're taking care of them in the midst of our the love of what we do, right? Yes, and I mean, and I and I, I have to keep a certain amount of uh, reserve in myself. I've I've had my own issues over the last couple of years, so we um, we have to be mindful, you know. Yeah, that we're not, we're not twenty anymore. No, and 20-year-olds, if you're listening, you need to be mindful, too. You won't always be 20, so it's important to take care of yourself now so you don't get into issues later. Wouldn't you Trust. say that? Yes, I would say that. Don't lift heavy things, okay? <laughs> All right? Don't use it. Don't lift heavy things, okay? You might be strong like bull, but when you get older, like us, you'll think you were smart like dump truck. <laughs> because your body will ache trust me you might be strong and, and, and everything now and if nothing hurts you will pay for it later <laughs> that's so true that is so dang true I know like probably like I took a flip down the set of stairs about I don't know four weeks ago now I'm still hobbling around on my foot I'm like is this thing ever going to get healed up and I got thinking yeah, about the fact that... to go to the doctor and get it checked out there, lady. So. I know, I know. I was like, you know, I'm a tough guy, right? I, I can go to work. I can put the steel-toed shoes on. I can lift stuff. Sure I can. No, you can't. Don't be dumb. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Listen, I want to say to all of our listeners that are out there that are in the, um, you know, in your 50s and stuff, you know, pay attention to your bodies. Um... We have a good health care system. It's kind of broken, but we do have health care here. They do send us out tests. When you're a male and you're 50 and over, actually anybody in Nova Scotia over 50, they send you out a test. Do it, ladies. Ladies, get your mammograms done. Mm -hmm. Get yeah. the tests that you need to get done. Okay? Trust me. They're worthwhile doing. All right? If my wife wouldn't have had her mammogram, she wouldn't be sitting in the room with me tonight. Had I not done certain tests that I needed to have done, I wouldn't be talking to you tonight. So take care of yourselves. Pay attention. You know, life is short. Enjoy it. But pay attention. Yes, that's very, very solid advice because we do tend to think we can put some things off. But it's important to, you know, do, do a few things just for maintenance. And then I always say, you know, nothing's enjoyable. Nobody likes going to the doctor. Well, some people do, but I don't like going to the doctor. And But it's good to have a baseline of your health. Then if something is askew, you'll know about it. But the doctors exactly. don't even know about it. You know, like I was one of those. I'll give you an example, Wayne. I was one of those people that always had low blood pressure because I have a condition. So I always had low blood pressure and lower than normal. But it was normal for me. And yeah. um then when I got sick and I did end up having a heart attack at 38, when my blood pressure went up to normal, I knew I was in trouble because my blood pressure never went to normal. 
And yeah. But the doctors did not have that baseline because, for one, I was young. So they didn't worry about keeping records about my blood pressure. And they thought I was normal. Well, they waited to help me a little too long and I ended up having a heart attack because my blood pressure skyrocketed at one point. So it's very important for people to just, you have to be your own health advocate these days. And it's important to do it while you have a sound mind because you don't know, you could get into a car accident or something else and you don't have that choice to be able to speak for yourself anymore. Exactly. Well, I mean, you know, for me, I had a silent killer working inside of me that I had no idea. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, I was healthy. I was, everything was going great. And I get a, I get this test in the mail and they tell you to, you know, do the test and send it back into them. And they found a cold blood. And so I went for a colonoscopy. Not the most pleasant thing in the world to get done. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've had more of them now than I care to think about, but I'm still alive. Right. And 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 they found out that that I had lymphoma. You know, and I mean, and um, and it was four years before it um, it reared its ugly head. And um, I've gone through my treatments, and now I'm taking booster shots and that. But I've kicked it to the curb. It's had its eviction notice. It's been told it's never allowed back in into this this dwelling again and um but you know what if i hadn't have done the test you and i wouldn't be talking and that would have been a real shame because i've really enjoyed having having you and jim um participate in hgb canada because i always i always heard of the wolf's den i did um i'm from like if i'm telling this basically for the listeners because you know this uh, i'm i'm from new brunswick and Got a little story to tell you. Um, it's very short, but I'm going back to New Brunswick this month. Yay! So, heading back again. Um, I don't know how long I'll be staying in New Brunswick, but uh, I'll be at least putting roots down for another year. So, Good. Yeah, so I'm, I've gotten blessed that way to go back. Um, I, I'm a gypsy at heart. Uh, my whole family was gypsies. You know, they moved around everywhere. Nope, I was not from a military family. <laughs> This is just my family, the way they do things. But um, being a New Brunswicker, I always heard about the Nova Scotia scene. I always heard about, because people will, like, people that aren't from the Maritimes lump us all in together as the same. We're not. Nova Scotia even has regions that's completely different from each other. Like, don't call a Cape Bretoner like they're, like, kind of like a mainlander. They're going to get mad at you because their culture is totally different. That's, those are fighting words. That's right. And you want to be careful saying something like that to a gay Bretner. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I think Stomp Tom had it really good. He had a peg breakdown, don't you find? Oh yeah. He 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 had us he had us all he had us all real good. Um, but like I mean, the, but the music scene in all the in, the, in all the regions is in, in Nova Scotia and New Brunswick is so different. Very. You know, like um, New Brunswick, um, the, the French overtures in, in a lot of the music is very strong. Very strong. In Nova Scotia, you go to Cape Breton, you know, doesn't matter what they're playing, you're still going to get those traditional Cape Breton roots in their music. There's going to be some form of that Celtic in there somehow because it's it's just ingrained in their in their history. Yeah. 
It's amazing. And that's why we can stay so busy in the Maritimes, you know, interviewing people because it's so diverse, yet other country, other countries, the rest of our country doesn't even really realize it. Um, no. There was something I was going to ask you too. I said, oh, I got to check Wayne out on that. But it'll come back to me. I got craft disease. You know what that is? What's that? Can't remember a friggin' thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got that too. Old timer. Yeah. I think I, I blame a lot of it on the 70s. <laughs> I was just affected by it, you know? <laughs> yeah, and no, and that's not it, you know. People ask me, did I hurt my voice or whatever? And if if I say no, this is just my natural voice, they go, oh. <laughs> but if they ask me, you know, like, did you do something to your voice or something? I say, yeah, it was hot knives. They go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can get that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We have so much fun. I can't wait to actually, and, and we are planning to do this, you and I and Jim. We're planning to get together in uh, Nova Scotia at some point here. And now yes. it could be possible if I can catch you guys this summer because you're going to be busy with festivals. Uh, we'll, well, I'll probably take a run down and maybe we can do a, a double header show um, and you guys can do it right live off the floor on HGB. Yeah, we'd be more than happy to do that. I, I would love for you to come down. And you know, while we're talking, you know, we're talking about the Wolf's Den and we're talking about Atlantic Indy. Um, I'd be real, real, real remiss if I didn't say something about my buddy, Mr. Jim Wombles. Mm -hmm. Okay, because I, I gotta say, folks, I'm just the voice up front. All of the production work, everything that, all of the stuff that gets to put together and everything that you hear is all his editing and his work and his time. And the Wolfstan and Atlantic Indy in particular, he's pretty much carried the ball on that for the last month or two. I've had some personal things going on and he's pretty much grabbed all that. So I just want everybody to know out there that the Wolfsden and Atlantic Indy would not be anything if it wasn't for J.W. Jones, Mr. Jim Womble. And I also have to mention Mr. Gordy Thomas. He's our, Gordy, Gordy's been in the music scene for many, 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 many years and is a real rhythm and soul kind of guy. And, um, he um, he helps me a lot with the interviews because a lot of the guys that we talk to, he's played with over the last 40, 45 years. And he has little tidbits in there that, um, that, that he can feed me that we can have some fun with when the artists come on. So I want to send a big shout out to those two fellows um, because without them, the Wolf's Den wouldn't be what it is. That's the thing, and and we do give a shout out to them here too from HGB. I I do talk to Jim quite a bit when you know I need shows um, and tell Jim you know hey, you got a new one for me, um, and Jim also he was and maybe you can speak a little bit about this. He was involved in quite a popular band at one time, isn't that right? Oh my! You remember I told you that I was a young boy and I went to a concert and I seen a band? Yeah. Well, the band that I seen was Beowulf. And Beowulf consisted of Gordy Thomas on drums and singing. Well, actually, at that time, Gordy was just a singer. He wasn't playing drums. He was the lead singer. Jim Womble was the rhythm player. 
his brother Tommy Wombled, and ladies and gentlemen, if you could, oh, if I could only get my hands on some old tapes of, of Beowulf and, and Tommy Wombled. Tommy is Jim's twin brother, and he had polio, and so he wore, uh, he had one leg that was longer than the other, and he wore a big boot. And when he would throw that boot up on stage, and he would put that out in front of him, you knew there was a lead break coming, and he would just blow your mind. And then there was two other guys. Jackie Harris, I believe, was the bass player at that time, and I don't know who the drummer was. But they were the first band that I saw that really, really, really seated me for live music. And here, 35-plus years later, and I'm not going to say how many more pluses, <laughs> I get to work with both of these men and another man that played bass came in after Jack Harris, a guy by the name of Gordy Tucker, who was, if you go in around the Truro area or down to Beerleys or anything, you will you will hear Gordy's name and you will soon be hearing about his son, Ben Tucker. Ben just released a CD yesterday. He is 13 years old, ladies and gentlemen. Please Google the young man, it's Ben Tucker. He is the future of the blues and music here in Nova Scotia, and we are in for a treat. But that's, that's how I came to, and then a few years ago, Jim and I met again, and we met on Facebook, and I said that the studio was needing producers. He came on as a producer at CIOE came in and started with me, and the rest is history, and... I could not be happier. I could not have a better producer or friend than Jim Wombles. He is a really great guy, and he sent me. Uh, we was in, we was chatting one day, and uh, he sent me a track. Uh, it was the Boogie Boys. Yep. And uh, I put them on rotation. I told him, I said, "Yeah, give them to me, Jim. I'll put them on rotation." I put them on rotation, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, they're number one on our charts right now. Right on. Well, I'll tell you something right now. There was a, there's an amazing amount of talent in the Boogie Boys. Who was the lead singer? He's 40, you're probably looking at almost 300 years combined of musical talent if you put them all together. Holy smokes. And that lead singer, didn't he just pass away? Uh, tell me the story. No, 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 no. Gordy Thomas is actually the lead singer of the Boogie Boys. The gentleman that recently passed away was Mr. Frank McKay. Right, right. And we did, I was at his celebration of life today, and um, it was a packed house at the marquee. Um, uh, the, um, the Rhythm All-Stars, the R&B All-Stars, his band, played today, Wayne Nicholson played, Sam Moon played today, uh, Bruce Dixon sat in with the uh, Rhythm All-Stars, Charlie Acord sang today, uh, uh, Donnie Muir, the original um, keyboard player for the Lincolns, the Lincolns played today, Lainey Francis of the Lincolns played today, Shirley Jackson of, and Shirley Jackson and her Good Rockin' Daddies, she played today, and uh, Beth Hatfield, one of her horn players played today, just uh, Barry Ryan, and, um, Wayne Nicholson it was just a full house today at, at the marquee um, just an amazing we did we, we had tried to do an interview with Frank Frank and, and Jim and Gordy were good friends and had played together over the years many many times 
And we had tried for months to get Frank in for an interview and, and things just never lined up. And finally one day he said, you know what, I can come Tuesday. And I picked him up and I brought him out to Jim's house and we sat and talked for about two and a half hours and we put an hour show together of the Wolf's Den and he was talking about the new CD that he was just getting ready to release. It was favorites that people had asked for over the years. And um, he sang us a couple of songs and we had a couple of laughs. And um, two weeks later, he died of a massive heart attack. Oh, my word. So um, um, we're very blessed and very fortunate to do the very last interview with Frank McKay. From, and originally from the Lincolns in Truro, Nova Scotia. Started when he was about 16, 17 years old. Um, but um, um, a music icon and a theater music icon in, um, in Nova Scotia, in Calgary, in Toronto. Um, known all over, one of the nicest men you'd ever meet in the world. And um, there's a big hole in the uh, in the Nova Scotia music scene. Well, in the music scene, let's say. I I believe that because I did get to hear that interview, and then I actually went on. I wanted to know more, and I went on YouTube. I think it was, or maybe it was on. No, it was on his site. I believe it was on his page that he had. And I listened to uh, a video interview on there. And I was sad, Wayne, because I never knew him. I never knew his music. And I fell in love with the personality that I was listening to. And I said, what a shame that I didn't know this man and, and his incredible history with music. He was so talented in so many areas. I said, and that's the, that's the sad thing about you know, this is why Wolf stands around. This is why HGB's around. We need to know people like him, and we need yeah. to get it out there. Exactly. Like, if you go, you know, any of the listeners want to hear more about him and see what he was, Frank McKay and the R&B All-Stars, you can also look up a band called Soma, S-O-M-A, from the 70s. Um, he played with them when he... They had a song, I believe it was called Train, and a lot of times they would start a concert with Train, and Frank would come out, and you gotta understand, Frank wasn't a really, really big, tall man, but he would come out and he would go up to the mic and he would start to sing, and he would just get louder and louder, not so much louder, but higher and higher and higher and higher, and he would hold that until all the band was in place. And then they would just bang, they would be into it. And one of the most icon- iconic bands to come out of out of the Maritimes in the 70s. Well, I, I got to agree with you there. I, I, I know that there was good music and I'm going to, I wish we had two hours, but we'll have to do this again, Wayne. We'll catch up again because um, we're getting close. So. And, and listen, Carla, before, before this ends, I, I need to say something to you. Um, you have no idea how blessed and, and how honored we are to be a part of your listeners' um, enjoyment there at HD, HDB. We just we, we can't thank you enough for having us on Hidden Gem Broadcasting. Um, it, it's been um, it's been just fantastic. Um, we hope that your listeners um, like what we're we're putting out. 
Um, they can reach me on Facebook. My last name is S-C-H-N-A-R-E. You can check out the Wolf's Den. I have a page on Facebook there as well. Um, we have J.W. Jones is our podcast. Um, CIOE 97.5 is the other radio station that we're on. But we want to thank you so much for having the faith and the courage to bring us on to your station. And we want to thank your listeners. Um, and we hope that they enjoy what we're putting out. And um, we hope that we can continue to do this for a, a whole long time. I do too, and um, it's a pleasure to have you guys on board. I'm really glad that you guys said yes when I asked. And uh, we are going to do this again, Wayne, and it'll probably be in person the next time. And I'm going to end the show tonight um, on a tune. This is an iconic Nova Scotia band from Pictou County. I totally am crazy about them. Wish they hadn't broken up. Uh, this is McKeel with Plaid. Okay.
Thank you so very much for tuning in tonight to Carla's Coffee House. And we will see you Tuesday night. And we had Wayne Schneer from the Wolf's Den. Good night. <laughs>